This is the Housemaid Podcast. We're your hosts, Nick Bobbin and John Vieira. We're here to cover your questions about home bartending. Let's get into it. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Uh, episode number... Six? Six, I think. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so today uh, we wanted to talk about uh, a project that we got invited to do. Our our good friend Chris manages the Albertsons Bar here in town, uh, the big one that's that's down in Eagle. For anybody that doesn't live in the area, that's a, that's a supermarket that's the size of a stadium. And has a yeah, it's like its pretty, own village. Yeah, it has a pretty killer uh, bar setup. Gigantic there too. food court, entire full bar. Um, but yeah, it's wild. He wants to do cocktail classes, virtual cocktail classes, and we sell our syrup there in Albertsons. And his class costs thirty dollars. So he asked us if a guest were to pay thirty dollars, and he would essentially go shopping for them at Albertsons buy them everything they needed to make as many cocktails as they could at home, minus the booze, what would it look like? So that's what I did. So I pretty much, I took the 30, 30 bucks, I went straight to the store, we looked around, right off the bat, half of it goes straight to a bottle of syrup. Yeah, but... But you can do so much shit with it. As we'll find out, um, all of these recipes are cross-compatible with the house-made syrup. So you can add variation to the drinks that you're serving. But also, because it's a super concentrate, it's 16 ounces. You're only going to use an ounce uh, per cocktail, in some cases less. So you can get at least 16 um, drinks cocktails out of a bottle. Yeah. Of a bottle. <clears throat> so it's going to stretch pretty far. And the rest of these uh, ingredients that you're going to be buying, citrus, things like that, are relatively cheap. So staying below that $30 mark is... Really it was relatively not, easy. Yeah, yeah. It's not that bad. So what what we found out in doing this is the amount of cocktails that you're going to make was actually limited to the amount of booze that you had, not the actual amount of syrup. Uh, but so they're on the rest of it. We came across this soda water that had, it wasn't like a LaCroix. It actually had juice added to it, but no added sugar. It was called Spindrift. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's subtle. So when I think of but stuff it, that but has- But it came through, though. No, yeah, it tasted great. Um, when I think of stuff that has like juice added, uh, a lot of times it's like nasty sweet. If you're going to add it to a drink, you'd be worried that it's just too sweet, like almost like mixing mm-hmm. actual soda in your drink um, with with our syrup. Like say you're making a mule mm-hmm. or something like that. You want to be careful not to add a bunch of extra sweet because then totally. you're going to lose that balance. So Spindrift was really cool. They had a ton of awesome flavors. Um, Stuff like pineapple, raspberry lime, regular lime. Uh, they had like coconut. Was there a blood orange one or was it regular orange? Uh, I think it was a blood. Uh, I think it was orange. I think I it was just regular I can't orange. remember. Uh, but a bunch of really great flavors. Um, perfect for mixing, honestly. Yeah. So also on my shopping list, I put lemons, limes, mint, and then pasteurized egg whites, a 16-ounce bottle, uh, just because that was the smallest one I could find that they had at the store. So... Yeah, so essentially, all that came up to twenty seven ninety eight before tax, twenty nine sixty six after tax. It'd be more if you're in a state with CRV, just because of the cans and the tax. I don't know that that was an Idaho thing. So, but then to get right into it, 
I guess what I recommend everybody did first was mise en place their citrus. So peeling all the rinds off of it, cutting one of their limes into wedges, and juice on the rest of everything. That way we had stuff to work with. And then we pretty much broke it down on spirit type. Yeah, so you could you could get away with doing this with uh, essentially one bottle of your choice almost across the board. Um, if you're a tequila drinker, almost all these cocktails we're going to talk about, <laughs> you can do a tequila, gin, vodka, whiskey, just it's so it's so up to you it just depends on your preference um we've talked about this before with uh platforms like lemon drops whiskey sours being able to uh, flip-flop ingredients different citruses different types of booze get different results which is another fun thing about using these house-made syrups is that they're just literally replacing the sugar component that's in the drink so mm-hmm. you can kind of go directly across um it's just it's a it's a wild mix and match game that you can play with this. Yeah. So uh, let's start with vodka because I think that is probably realistically what most people are already going to have at their house. So just out of that, out of the little list that I gave, number one on the list for cocktails would be a Moscow Mule, obviously, because that's pretty premier. Uh, Lemon drop variation stuff with it is really awesome. Uh, Also, since I put egg whites on there, vodka sours and specifically like a ginger vodka sour yeah which is i mean if if you've never had one it's it's pretty dope it's it's actually good um obviously things like uh whiskey are good in there they're Mm -hmm. a little bit better in my opinion because they have a little bit more body but if you're a vodka drinker uh it might be right up your alley but then on top of that sour since we also have these cans of soda water that are flavored naturally flavored putting something on top of that sour all of a sudden turns it into a fizz now. And now you can alter the flavor even more too. Yeah, for sure. So um, make something with uh, ginger and vodka and then top it with a little pineapple uh, mm-hmm. fizz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get pretty tropical with it. Totally. And then I put a mojito on there too. I know they're typically made with rum, but you can still get away with the vodka, yeah, it's not going to be as good. Same idea. You're getting lime juice and mint, right? It's kind of yeah. it's a different delivery system for something like a mule. Same yeah. flavors. But you know, so now we're talking about $30 worth of produce out of the grocery store, one bottle of booze, and that's five variations of cocktails that you have. Right. But so I guess then I guess let's unpack it cuz now just depending on what bottles you have, right. you can just variation those five-ish recipes, and you can get radically different drinks. Yeah, 15, 20 different cocktails. Um, so real quick before we jump into that, though, we've, we have kind of just, with this whole process, uh, due to the specific nature of it, we've been using house-made ginger syrup as this placeholder uh, because it's so versatile. It tastes great with every kind of spirit. Um, it tastes really, really great for things like mules and stuff like that. So it's on this list, but keep in mind that if you have other syrups or if you're not a fan of ginger, you could grab something like the house-made huckleberry syrup mm-hmm. and you could essentially do all these same things, right? Uh, huckleberry, or whiskey, the sours. Yeah, yeah orgeat is fantastic um, as long as you're not allergic to nuts. No, yeah. Um, but, you know, it doesn't have to be the ginger. That's kind of what we're going to use uh, just for consistency throughout this list uh, and the idea of swapping out components, mm-hmm. uh, just so that we don't get too overboard, but just know that you can literally grab 
any of these essentially yeah. and or, do the same thing. Yeah, or if you just made simple syrup at home, just replacing out our house-made syrup with just straight simple syrup, and you're going to get just a plain result, right? It's not going to be a ginger lemon drop. You're going to get just a lemon drop. Right, and uh, depending on how much of a ginger kick, you can actually go half and half. Yeah. So if you already have uh, simple syrup made for other stuff, you don't want to put that full ounce of ginger in it because uh, maybe you're not super into ginger or maybe uh, the guest that you're making it for doesn't want it, you know, fully mm-hmm. stout. Uh, you can go halfway pretty easily with it and... Um, you know that's what's great about these ingredients is that you can build this these cocktails and completely cater to your palate. So a little bit sweeter, a little bit less sweet, mm-hmm. a little bit more booze, a little bit less, kind of whatever you want. Totally. So let's start with the mule. So a mule is just an ounce and a half of spirit, a full ounce of ginger, half ounce of lime juice, and then topped with soda water. And the cool thing about using all those spindrifts, just depending on what flavors you got, you can do that too. We also tried it with just the lime and yeah. and negating the actual lime juice that we put in it and reserving it for another cocktail on this list which, too. Yeah, which is which did work. It did work. Um I wanna also urge everybody to not use um you know how they sell that like really uber sour just absolutely nasty uh, juice concentrate in most grocery stores. They have lemon and lime. Oh, yeah, so it's a pasteurized yeah, yeah, it's a pasteurized juice, but it's a concentrate too. Right. So that um, doesn't directly translate it, it does not. into if you put lime ounce, juice. If you put an ounce of that into a drink that calls night. for yeah, it, you're absolutely done. If you're um, going to use that, I think you need to actually probably expand it in water. Probably, and you need to experiment ahead of time and know oh, what the ratio is. That's um, a good episode. We should do that. We should. We should look at it. Um, but I was just thinking about it because uh, one of my old roommates actually did that, and, and we didn't think anything yeah. of it. Uh, and we were trying to make <laughs> drinks with that, and it is just... It, it just is, turned out like total it shit. It is so terrible. So um, on the topic of extending the citrus uh, as far as you can, especially if you you know maybe the grocery store only had one bag of limes left and you're making a bunch of drinks. Um, you don't need to put that half ounce in your mule. You can use something like a lime flavored soda water, specifically a spin drift would be great. Yeah. Well, I've tried it with LaCroix and LaCroix is too essency. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't really come across. Yeah, you don't really get the lime flavor. So that is what's cool about the spin drift is you actually do get some of that in there. Yeah. Um, and you can stretch that citrus even further. Totally. But now, so that's the same recipe for a London mule a Kentucky mule, a Caribbean mule, a Mexican mule. All you're doing is just going to swap out the spirit. You're going to get a totally different flavor out of your mule itself, but everything else is the same. Yeah, and that is actually um, something interesting to note if you guys go out to bars or restaurants ever and you know, instead of just being like, yeah, I'll get a mule because I, I want a mule, but if you're a whiskey drinker, they're absolutely fantastic with uh, something like bourbon in there. Yeah. Uh, the place you go to will probably know what you're talking about. If you ask for a Kentucky mule or even just say like a bourbon mule, uh, it's such a simple concept that they should be able to do that. And if you haven't tried it, just try I it. Highly, highly recommend. Totally. Bourbon and ginger just taste incredible together. Okay. And so let's also talk about a lemon drop 
because that's the same basic ratio as sours as well. So we're talking about two ounces worth of booze, then one ounce worth of sour, so just the juice, and then one ounce worth of sweet. So in our case, the house-made ginger syrup. Yeah. And you typically want those sour and sweet ingredients to to match each other. You want them to be um, relatively equal parts unless you are... You know, unless you try something, you're like, yeah, I kind of just want it to be a little crazy. bit more sweet. Yeah. Uh, you can, you can do, of course, do that, but it also depends on your citrus. So sometimes when you get uh, limes or lemons, they can be a little bit more or less tart. Uh, yeah. Tart. So you kind of, you can play with it a little bit, but so lemon drops are crazy popular. Um, it's a really, really good drink, mm-hmm. and if you didn't tell somebody what it was. They they probably wouldn't ask too many questions. They'd just be like, "Wow, this is delicious." They yep. wouldn't be like, "What kind of spirit is this?" Blah blah blah. They'd yeah. just be like, "Wow, I can't believe this is alcohol." Yep, they're really popular. Now, what's cool about making something like a ginger lemon drop is you are essentially going halfway between a mule and a lemon drop, mm-hmm. which are two really really good popular tasty drinks. So you kind of just at that point made this awesome fifty fifty split between them. And I can almost guarantee, unless somebody does not like the flavor of ginger, yeah, they're going to be all about it. Which a lot of people think they don't like the flavor of ginger. I, I, but I, with doing this, I've run across a lot of people that actually enjoyed this because it's kind of like a candied yeah. ginger. It is. So yeah, but it's still a, lot of, a little spicy. When people think of ginger, a lot of times, they like. yeah, they don't think about the the sweet component being in like a ginger beer or a, a syrup they think of like just straight ginger or maybe even like pickled ginger or something mm. oh because yeah. I don't like pickled ginger dude okay well I didn't think I liked pickled ginger either but like uh, Turns I, out I tried it and then I, yeah I did oh. I feel like that's where a lot well, of people are yeah. I don't hate it I'm not gonna like throw it up uh, it's just not like if somebody puts it in front of me I'm like eh, I don't eh. know if I really want it um, but yeah so that's the thing is. You may think that you don't really like ginger, but you should give it a shot because this might change your opinion since it's made with actual juiced ginger root. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a lot of that spiciness to it too, So, um, which for me makes it. That's kind oh, of what yeah. makes the whole flavor profile. So um, yeah, give it a shot. Yeah, it, and so with this particular cocktail, we're talking about two ounces of vodka, one ounce of house-made ginger syrup, one ounce of lemon juice. But... If for some reason you had a bottle of like triple sec or Cointreau laying around, oh yeah, that it puts another dimension into that cocktail, and then it goes from like, oh, this is fucking good to like just punch your face off. Hundred percent. If you guys are listening to this right now, do yourself a favor and jump over and watch the videos that we did um, about specifically these thirty dollars cocktails. But mm-hmm. we went through and did uh, instructional. I think we did every single one. On I think here. We, I think we did. Um, we did instructional videos though, and um, we don't have the outtake footage that was at the end of it. But when we did the full ginger lemon drop with the Cointreau in there, it was sensational. Like we all and and we're not vodka drinkers, no. so like it absolutely blew my brains out. Um, but yeah, go watch those videos. It'll kind of give you the rundown on. On that. All this stuff. Okay, so then taking that ginger lemon drop that we just made, all we have to do at this point is add an extra ounce of egg white to it, shake it, strain it back on ice, and now it's a sour. Yeah. So And all you did... You just you change the flavor profile. Adding the egg to it is, is a weird concept for a lot of people, but it doesn't actually change the flavor dramatically. It's more of a texture... And a mouth 
like feel and it becomes creamier and smoother, almost like an orange Julius, if anybody remembers what those are. Yeah. uh, Sours, the texture of sours remind me of Christmas time when everything Mm. has like that, like sexy kind of whip or froth to it. You go get a, like a coffee drink. It's like a meringue almost. Yeah. 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 And, And even if you're like somebody that's like, you know what? I drink black coffee all year long. Well, guess what? Every now and then when it's Christmas time, you got to get something yep. with all the sexy fluff to it, and, yep. it's, and it's good. Like a breve foam right, or right. something. And so yeah. that's essentially what a sour-style drink is going to do for you with the egg white. Mm-hmm. You can, of course, make it without egg white. Um, it's just not the same, though. It's a little bit sharper. When you have the egg white, it kind of yeah, yeah. it turns and down the volume on some of that flatter, stuff. too, I feel like. It is, yeah. No, it's... It kind of just reins everything in. It's it's really it acts like a glue. It mm-hmm. kind of just it packages uh, all of those flavors up pretty nicely for you. Totally. And then just stepping off of that sour, if you were to add soda water to it, same everything, and just start adding and start topping it off with soda. Now you're going to get into a fizz, right? Something um, and, like and a, a gin fizz yep. is probably the most famous example. But once again, you can do it with any, any spirit. spirit. Yep. And a good note is that same thing minus the egg is now what they call a Collins. Yep. So same basic recipe, two spirit, one citrus, one sugar, and then soda water is a Collins. No soda water and egg is a sour. And then the two together are a fizz. Yeah. Which is um, hilarious. And I don't think a lot of people realize that that's how similar all of these cocktails are. Yeah. I mean, well... <laughs> I didn't realize that for a long time either. And the thing is you start you start writing down recipes, um, you know, maybe you just look something up online, and people always put the name brand in there, right? Mm-hmm. Brand representation, which is huge, and that's fine. But that makes every recipe look like it's that much more different. Oh, yeah. When in reality, if you break it down and you're just like, oh, so whatever brand, I don't give a shit, this is vodka, whatever brand, orange liqueur, lemon juice, you know what I mean? Like, yep. It's, it's so simple. And... Um, once you guys make enough of these at home, write enough of these recipes down, watch enough of these videos, you're going to start to be in the exact same mode where you're like, oh, your there's brain, only like six drinks in the right, world. Your brain doesn't go toward <laughs> how do I make this? It's going to turn into what, what can else I do? Can I make? Yeah, what yeah. can I do differently? How can I cater this drink a little bit uh, better toward a guest that's like, oh, you know, I'm not a big fan of this. You can be like, hey, how about we do this instead? Yeah, I'll take that out and. I'll take the vodka out and put the gin in, and it'll be blow your mind. Right. And it's not meant to be mysterious information. It's just not something that a lot of people have experience with. So mm-hmm. inadvertently, well, I your don't guests know. You've, will... talk, you've talked to some bartenders that are like, oh, I can't give you my recipe. Yeah, which is. Those are douchers. Those guys are douchers because, like, first of all, if I went you, to it, school for this. If you think somebody just by having the recipe is going to... That's like Gordon Ramsay giving me his <laughs> recipe for something and me being like, all right, this motherfucker's out of business now. <laughs> like, no way. It's not going to happen. There's so much that goes into that. Um, but yeah, no. So if anyone ever refuses to give you a recipe, they're a douche. Yeah, they're a straight douche. Uh, okay, and then the last one that I had on the list was a mojito style. So it's essentially taking your 2 on one but because we want it lighter, dialing it back a little bit, so doing an ounce and a half of spirit, half ounce of juice, a half ounce of sweet with a bunch of muddled mint in it and then topping that off with soda water. And now, you, yes. I just thought of this, and it's it's not something that's revolutionary, but it, I think it's really practical for mm-hmm. people at home. 
so far of the cocktails that we've mentioned, this mojito is a really great uh, platform because it's kind of a built cocktail, uh, mm. which a mule mm-hmm. is as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I was just thinking, you could get away with doing large batches of a mojito if you measured everything out beside mm. the soda water mm-hmm. ahead of time. Your guest could go over, grab whatever glass, yep. ladle got, it in half yeah, full, it's got and nice, sexy, muddled up. mint and stuff in there. And it'll probably just get more minty the longer it it'll, sits. It'll taste too. fantastic. And so you can throw that in your glass, and then you can literally just have a, a, a bottle of club soda or cans of spin drift or something or, like that. Or, yeah, a, a medley of flavors. Because right. they got like grapefruit, right, raspberry right. lime would be dope. We did one with. Pineapple, I think pineapple is what we did yeah. in our video, and it was fuck. It was amazing. So that that is a really cool option because I mean, think about it: a barbecue middle of summer that allows you as the host to not have mm. to make as much stuff. Totally. Somebody's like, "Yeah, I want to drink." You're like, "Well, there's the pitcher right there. <laughs> <laughs> have at it. Choose your flavor." Yeah, super cool. And then uh, if you do have people that um, say it's a split kind of party, and some people want vodka or rum or something mm-hmm. like that and then the other side wants whiskey well guess what all this stuff still tastes really good you could leave out the mint if you wanted to or you could leave it in you could put the ginger syrup in the whiskey mm-hmm. one and you could essentially have you could have like a whiskey mule batched and do the same thing yep <clears throat> so um a lot of options for you guys to think about that are just it's gonna just make your life a little easier if you don't have to bartend so much dude totally although if that's what you're looking to do <clears throat> if you really enjoy it then by yeah all means, then that's but, great but most people don't. They, it's fun to make like the first few, and then you're like, "All right, I'm fucking over this." Well, I just once, once you out. get a little bit drunk, it's like a lot harder. Oh too. yeah. Well, then it turns into more of like actually taking your time and making a good drink, and to like in the cup, and there you go. Yeah. So okay, so those were the six. I think we had six, five, five, five or six, five yeah, or six, something like that. Anyways, but same thing. So backing up to those, like the lemon drop situation, it tastes. Even better in our opinion with gin, and it becomes what's known as a boxcar when you put whiskey in it. And then if you use that same boxcar recipe, so two one one, and you add an egg to it, now you have a whiskey sour. Yep, everything has a name. You probably won't remember them. Feel free to write them down. I don't remember half of them. The point is, the name doesn't matter. Yep, the recipe is all the same. <clears throat> yeah, it's the exact same. And fuck, and who cares? That's the way the bar bar world works. Like if you make it up, and let's say like your whiskey sour, you have oh that we're a great example. I did a rye whiskey sour with a little bit of Averna. I just oh that's how I like it. You know what? Now it's called a Freemason sour. Fuck you. It's a brand new drink. But no, it's the same recipe, just a little bit different <laughs> ratios. But it is a good drink. It is it, a good drink, and it is different. And that's the point, right? I mean, it's like well, that would be great. Like. When you come up with your cocktail for your party, give it its own yeah, name, give it a and name. now all your friends think you're God. Yeah, throw it on a chalkboard. You'll you'll blow their minds. Yeah, um, yeah. No, it's just it's so easy to impress uh, drunken guests. <laughs> it really is. That's part of the fun of like that's the only reason you host a barbecue, right? Like otherwise, it's way easier just to go to somebody else's yeah, barbecue. Exactly. Oh. I love it. Okay, so I think that pretty much unpacks the whole thing. Yes. Yeah, so so re- recap, right? Yeah. We did this with a specific purpose, um, kind of teaming up with Chris at the Talon Bar in Albertsons. $30 straight in and out of the store, everything that you need besides your bottle of booze or multiple bottles, depending on what you're doing. Um, ton of different drink variations following a very, very similar platform. Uh, how you can 
change them up with all of the ingredients that you already have from your shopping cart um, and all of the different variations uh, that you can get with the different booze options on top of that. So say you already have a home bar, say you've got a gin and a vodka and a whiskey, even with just those right there, mm-hmm. and then you throw tequila in there, your options just oh, become... Oh, even talk about margaritas. Yeah, right, right. That's the so, same thing, same recipes. Yeah, exactly. So what about a ginger mint margarita? Now it's like halfway between a ginger mint paloma and a regular margarita. Well, guess what? I bet it's good. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. And so, actually, like a ginger mint paloma would be easy if you use a grapefruit spindrift on there. Grapefruit spindrift and house-made ginger syrup. syrup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. And that's another one that you could uh, very easily throw in like a big pitcher. Oh, yep. And just, and just add top your, with soda yeah. as you need it. So anyway, that's that's kind of the recap. Like the the point of all this is that None of this needs to be that confusing or hard or expensive. Um, This one bottle of ginger syrup, in our case, or any house-made syrup, is going to make 16 cocktails. At least 16 cocktails. At least 16. Um, And then if you get frisky and you decide to buy another one, so we make a tonic as well. If you have some people coming over that love gin and tonics or vodka tonics, things like that, that's going to stretch it even further. You can still use those spindrift sodas, which would taste awesome. Yep. Um, yeah, buy an, an eight-pack because I think an eight-pack was the same price as the four singles that I pulled out. Oh, yeah, probably. Yeah, it was like four bucks for an eight-pack or a dollar a piece. Well, and so the other, the, the other cool thing that I didn't really think about is this is if you're going to the store, you're buying stuff, and that's it. But most of the time when I throw a barbecue, I have people texting me all day long saying, what should I bring? Totally. Hey, bring chips and salsa and an eight-pack of Spindrift. Yep. Things like that. Because then you just doubled or tripled the amount of stuff that you can make for your party with just stuff that people are bringing. So instead of being like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what you should bring. <laughs> bring a bottle of booze. Bring a bottle of syrup. Bring a bunch of lemons, you know? Oh, yep. And so just keep this stuff in mind as you guys are planning um, barbecues and stuff. Hangouts. Well, yeah, barbecues this time of year for sure. It's starting to get nice, but like even just a game night. So you're gonna, yeah. be, you don't have to be outside. You can do this exact same shit. Mm-hmm. Leave the pitcher of drinks on your counter. That way, you don't have to leave the game, and everyone has to wait on you. Yeah. to make drinks, you can just bring the pitcher over and be like, "All right, who's ready?" That's it. Um, okay, so with all that said, housemadesyrup.com. This whole thing is blog posted and digested into all spirit types, shopping list, mise en place, everything. And then we also have on that same on the same website link over to YouTube with everything, all the tutorial videos on there as well for absolutely everything. If you really wanted to take one of those virtual cocktail classes, they're already done by the time this is going to be live. Yeah, but Chris was saying that he's doing um every three months or so, like once a quarter-ish. Yeah, so how does how does that program work real quick? I don't know if we touched on that. At this so, point in time, I really don't have any idea. Okay, so you you give him $30, he buys you stuff at Albertsons, yep. and then you follow along at uh, home? At home, virtual. Virtually, Because okay. coronavirus. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, that's, all right, that's cool. So that's how it is. And I don't know, maybe people want to do that with us. Maybe we'll just do our own. Like, if you want, you just have to comment. I'm super down for that because um, I like to drink. So here we are. Um, Yeah, we could do our own virtual class. I think it would be. Yeah, so we've talked about doing classes uh, at the bar. There's there's a lot of interest, and I think we should do it. But I need to find a way to 
reel everyone in and, and mm-hmm. find out like, okay, who is actually interested? Um, who are these people? Let's get their names down. All that kind of stuff that goes into it. So I haven't done that yet. All right. We'll blast it out. We're rambling now. Yeah. We'll figure thanks it out. For, thanks for listening, guys. Check us uh, next week when we are going to tackle some other bar problem. Next, we're actually tasting vodka. Ooh, tasting vodka. Stay tuned. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.